Without much further ado, I give you the Derek Zoolander Center for Kids Who Can't Read Good. What is this? A center for ants? What? How can we be expected to teach children to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? Shut up and three fit more popcorn! Shut up and three fit more popcorn! Waka waka guys, welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. It's your boy Nicho, back at it again to talk to you guys about 2016's Zoolander number 2. The sequel to 2001's Zoolander, and God, do we got something to talk about. After a word from the sponsor. Guys, like I said in the intro, we're gonna get into 2016's Zoolander number two. Zoolander, excuse me, uh, the sequel to 2001's Zoolander. Uh, ben Stiller movie, hilarious fucking movie. Fucking the first one was obviously the best one. Uh, this one, not so much. Now, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, you'll see that it's only got a 20% audience score. That's 20%. Why, you may ask? Maybe it's the silliness, super silliness that, that that is this movie. But if you remember the first one, it was kind of goofy too. Now reading some of the audience reviews of Zoolander 2 on Rotten Tomatoes, the first one up here says, It's a two-star. This is a silly sequel in that it doesn't pack the laughs of the original. That is true. There are so many cameos you lose track, just like the story. Now, that is true. There's a lot of fucking cameos. Now... Long story short, because I know y'all don't want to hear me run down everything that happens in this movie. So we're going to throw out some of these quote-unquote cameos. The very first one is Justin Bieber. Now, in this film and in this universe, Justin Bieber is hunted down in the beginning of the film and shot dead in front of Sting's house. Uh, Sting the singer, not Sting the wrestler. Woo! Um, But... The thing about it, he, he doesn't die automatically. He's able to take a selfie for Instagram just before he passes. Um, and it's, superstars all over the world are being are being killed. Uh, this brings the attention to, oh, very, very sexy-looking um, investigative played by Penelope Cruz. Uh, her character is Valentina Valencia. Uh, she's an Interpol agent who works in the fashion police division of Interpol. I cannot make this shit up, y'all. There's a whole 
then at, I mean, of course, it's this movie, it's this genre, it's this play that supermodels, you know, are this thing. They can be secret agents, and it's there's the prison where you can hold fashion police, uh, fashion fashion criminals like Mugatu. Um, so yeah, long story short, so she's investigating why, like, all of a sudden, all these celebrities that are dying, their last image is them making a face, which, if you've seen the first one and you know, it's the uh, uh, blue steel look. I think it's called a blue steel, whatever. Um, that's the that's the silliness of this movie. That is, you know, Ben Stiller's character Derek Zoolander. Now, the end of the first film, he lived happily ever after with his wife and new child, and uh, I believe they were going to build his uh, his school for for kids who can't read good or something. Um, that was a total fucking shitstorm because we learn in the I guess the uh, beginning credits or whatever that he built that school or that center for kids based off the building materials of the model in the first film the one where he gets mad and says it's for ants or whatever with popsicle sticks and rubber cement like are you serious uh, his wife is killed in the building collapse. Um, uh, Hansel, Owen Wilson's character, Hansel, Han, whatever, he's disfigured, but it's really like a cut on his face. Um, well, so this leads to years later, or a few years later, Derek Zoolander having his son taken away from him because there was video of him getting mad that he couldn't make spaghetti and other things because let's be real Zoolander is a complete fucking idiot a complete fucking idiot um so years later 20 in the present or whenever this movie came out 2016 he's living a a, a hermit's life a hermit crab by his by his quotes he's gonna live as a hermit crab um in the extreme cold of northern New Jersey so, I mean, it makes it look like he's living in Antarctica or something. Uh, Hansel is living in Malibu, in the deserts of Malibu, with his uh, significant others, quote-unquote others. He uh, had the wild orgy, and now he's in a relationship with, like, Keith or Sutherland, and uh, gosh, a little person... A dude, a, a Arabian dude with a beard. Uh, I think there was like a, an animal of some sort. Uh, and that's just this craziness. It's so fucking goofy that he he ends up getting them pregnant. He gets everyone in his orgy, male and female, pregnant. But uh, as we find out in, in the later in the movie, Keith or Sutherland uh, lost lost his child. But uh, the other the other participants of the orgy gave birth, and uh, we learned that at the end of the film. So him and Derek are both brought out of quote unquote hiding. To they were invited for a uh, a fashion show by Christian Wake's character. Let's see, she plays Alexandra Atos, queen of 
hot culture. Damn. Anyway, she's this super fashion uh, maker, whatever, trendsetter. We, uh, who's has a show that she wants these two to be in. Uh, it's a laughing stock. It's making fun of them by the new it model uh, known as all a non-binary fashion model. Um, so that's they realize they were a laughing joke, uh, but then Valentina, you know, tells Derek, hey, somebody, you need to help us figure this out. We need to figure out who's killing these people and solve this mystery. You're the only clue we have or whatever. So they take them back to, I guess, the Interpol headquarters located at a fashion uh, boutique. What do you call it? Those little fancy, like, one-named shopping uh fashion stores <laughs> um then he comes he, he he's telling his people he's telling these or everybody the people that handle that he's only doing like getting back into the fashion world because he's trying to get his son back because billy zane and i don't they don't really discuss what billy zane like if he was he in on it but he's the one that brings the invitation mail to him to derek and hansel but uh, that's all we see. I mean, of course, Billy Zane was in the first film. And they weren't lying about all these cameos. I mean, you get Katy Perry, uh, Neil, De- Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tommy Hilfiger, Naomi Campbell, Justin Bieber, like I said. Oh, man. Uh, John Malkovich plays uh, Skip Taylor, a prisoner convicted for crimes against fashion. Uh, again, like I said, Keith Sutherland. Susan Boyle was in this one. ASAP Rocky, MC Hammer. Like holy shit! This is there's even there's if you go to the Wikipedia, they have all the list of all the cameos of people who played themselves. You're gonna have people that played other characters, like Jerry Stiller played uh, Maury Ballstein, uh, Ballstein the uh, the manager for Derek Zoolander. Here it says, see Kate Moss, uh, the, oh, what is that? Katie Couric, Andy Dick. He he plays somebody in there. Matt Lauer. Don Lemon, they're all playing, you know, themselves in the news and stuff. Joe Jonas, um, so, so yeah. Now, going back to one of the uh, audience comments on Rotten Tomatoes, this is by Super Reviewer. Oh, that's not a name. Eh. Uh, well, he gives it, whoever it was, gives it two stars and his, uh, his review says this. Ruining the memory of the original cult hit, Zoolander 2 completely shits itself. The ridiculously dumb comedy and fashion satire of the first film is multiplied times 10 here and it doesn't work at all. Without any straight character to ground it, the whole thing becomes total Looney Tunes. Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson easily slip back into their roles, but the rest of the cast is piss poor. Parentheses, including Will Ferrell, who returns as Mugatu. In parentheses, Zoolander 2 isn't without any laughs, but it is just too insultantly stupid and not in the fun way, or not any fun way. And yeah, I mean, the first one was funny, it's silly, haha, they do, uh, it's quotable, you know. This one is just, it, it's just, it's too stupid. Like, the story becomes. It begins as who killed who or who's behind the killings to my son is the 
descendant of Adam and Eve and Steve, which is this whole thing where it's revealed that uh, Sting and a bunch of other rock stars are the keeper of... It was almost like, oh man, what's that one movie with Tom Hanks? Oh, Da Vinci Code, where this is the descendant of the very first supermodel and they're... Mugatu and these other fashion people are going to try to sacrifice him and drink his blood for the fount to be uh, something with the fountain of youth and and but it it's it doesn't land like like that comment or like the review said it's almost like nothing sticks to the base of this movie to keep it grounded it's it just goofs off on this and goofs off on that you get all these hipsters involved in the fashion scene, people who uh, they CGI'd Fred Armisen's head to like an 11 year old boy's body. That was goofy and silly, but okay, yeah, I mean, what was the purpose of that? You get another person from SNL who's in this film who plays like uh, Alexandria's second, in, you know, assistant or whatever. It's just so bonkers. It's so goofy and it's, it's just, it, it's not the fun goofy that the first one was. Uh, now, this movie's been out for over six, seven years. Mm, yeah, give or take. Um, but even, like, this, like the whole Justin Bieber thing, the whole, you know, Instagram, stuff that wasn't around in 2001, but it's still, like, the joke of Zoolander having the small phone compared to the little uh, Fred Armisen character using like a huge tablet for his phone um yeah then they try to put penelope cruz's character valentina as this next love interest even though at the beginning there really isn't nothing to push that narrative of you know okay her and derek are you know they might fall in love it isn't until later in the film that you know i think hansel tries to like tell derek yo um your ex-wife or your wife died uh, Matilda she shows up every once in a while as a ghost but uh you know she's died and I'm sure she'll be you know she's fine with you moving you have to move on bro you can't live in the past and blah 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 so you know there was a part where I guess at the end like they're about uh, Zoolander and Valentina are gonna kiss and lo and behold at the end of the movie whatever um they're married and they have they have a kid um the son the Derek Jr. character, that was that was pretty funny when he went to go to the orphanage uh, to see his son. Uh, Zoolander went to the orphanage and mistaken another kid because of his hairstyle to be his son when in fact the fat kid with the weird Prince Valiant looking haircut that they talk to is his actual son. And they, they kind of lightheartedly make it seem like, oh no, my, my son's fat and old. But again... It being 2016, sort of the dawn of this whole, you can't make fun of people for being blah, 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 and hurt my feelings, and wah, wah, wah. You know, bullshit. But it is what it is. So they don't really throw heavy on the whole, whoa, my son's a fat, fat kid. <laughs> but uh, I, I, do, I did enjoy the Mugatu escape, you know, where he... he tell Zoolander that he made these masks so realistic and all he wanted was for him to come and visit him so because that would you know basically part of his plan 
and then the masks were fucking ridiculous. They had obviously you, I mean, you had to be a complete moron to really think they were that realistic. Um, but the joke there is that all the guards are old male models too. So yeah, I think that's the whole joke is that male models are dumb. Kind of like from the first movie, but he was able to escape and he was all bald and tatted up and jacked up. And then he rips that apart and he's just in his regular, his fashion clothes and his hairstyle is the same. Uh, his assistant was there waiting for him with a helicopter and his dog is dead. So it's all stuffed. Going over these audience reviews, there's actually some people that gave it, you know, more than two stars. I mean, there's some five stars, four and a half stars. Um, but obviously there's going to be some lower ones too. But the majority of the audience didn't really like it. I'll go ahead and read a couple of positive ones. Uh, East Coast E puts, gives it four and a half stars. It's witty, sharp, 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 amusing, irreverent, offensive in all the right ways. I can see why the work woke-topians hate this film. Well, I love it. All of it. Ha. Uh, Lone Z gives it five stars. He says, or she, who knows. Uh, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I love this movie. I love the new characters, especially Alexandria Otals, that's Christian Wiig's character, who ironically is the uh, other henchman that Mugatu had, or should I say henchwoman, uh, played by Mila jo- Jovich, oh, the girl from <laughs> Resident Evil. Yeah, I'm bad with pronouncing names and shit, but uh, her character... I'm not even going to fucking say the name because the last name is fucking bonkers. But she's actually uh, Antonio, Antonia, Alexandra, excuse me, Atos in disguise. He also says, this movie has a lot of hilarious moments and I thought the story did a great job poking fun at the fact Zoolander and Hansel were older. I just wish Will Ferrell was in it more. But overall, lots of cameos and funny moments. I mean, I give it that. It did have some funny moments. The whole thing was ridiculous. The whole him and or Zoolander and Hansel are in like these this distant, you know, extreme cold, extreme hot desert, you know, winter places or whatever. And ultimately, it just says on the like the tagline, "Oh, worst northern part of New Jersey," and I think the other one's like uninhabitable parts of Malibu. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it's a comedy, of course, it's gonna be silly and goofy, um, you know, I just wish the story really, really, like, was more grounded, I guess, I thought from the get-go it was gonna be, like, a whodunit kind of deal, as, you know, who killed all these celebrities, but I think that's just the part of the plot, or part of something that pushes you towards the main plot of this film, which is, Oh, my son is the last descendant of Adam and Steve and Eve and all that shit. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you love the first film, by all means, check this one out. Watch it and see what you think. You might like be like these people. You might think it's the best thing uh, or the best way to bring these characters back or whatever. Or maybe better than the first film. Who knows? To each their own. I'm not going to hear and give you shit if you like it or not or what. Um, I just wish I, I don't know some movies like some comedies from like let's say from the early 2000s Zoolander Joe Dirt um, 
I mean, let's even put Ghostbusters in there. They wait so long to make a sequel. Oh, no, not even that. What was the other movie I was thinking about? Oh, Coming to America. Well, that's an 80s movie. But, you know, these these fun one, you know, movies that we enjoyed, whether it was Zoolander, like I said, Joe Dirt, whatever. Years later, they come back with a sequel that it's complete. I mean, let's be real. It's it's not going to hold up to the first one. Like, you can list all the movies that just have one sequel to it. And it really isn't going to live up to how great the first one was. Perfect example is Caddyshack 2. Um, Joe Dirt 2, I, I mean, Super Troopers, they also came out with a sequel years later. I, I want to say around the same time Zoolander 2 came out. But, I mean, some movies are just so fucking great that when you introduce a sequel, you want it to be like Terminator, like Terminator 2 and like Godfather 2 where they actually are better than the first one but you know not every hit is going to be a home run if that makes any sense um but ultimately you know I I thought it was funny and you know I I picked it you know parts that I didn't like and I thought it could have been better uh but you know it is what it is it's it's my podcast do what I like, shoot from the hip. I mean, come on. With that being said, guys, that's about it for Zoolander number two. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you stay tuned for the outro. But you gotta pay the bills with another sponsor spot. Hit it. That is it, guys. That is the episode. I wanna thank y'all so much for checking it out do me a solid go like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast hit up the youtube channel go ahead and uh, go listen to some old episodes i got a hundred plus episodes in the bag i'm pretty sure i've covered a franchise and if you think the film that i covered isn't the worst in that franchise hit me up let me know at twitter at shut up popcorn and uh, i'm always down to do a, a redo or, uh, or revisit. I know some of these franchises have added more sequels, and sometimes when they make a new sequel, it just not the makes the worst one kind of look a little bit better. But uh, but that's it, guys. Episode 103 in the bag, starting August off with a bang. Uh, have an idea of what I'm gonna cover next, but. Then again, I could always flip the script and do something completely different. Off the top of my head, doing just getting back into the rhythm of things. Uh, haven't done an extra butter. Been thinking about doing a popcorn and chill on uh, Dark Winds season one. Uh, I just watched that full season and uh, pretty cool. And some movies come out. I know. I'm hearing some pretty good things about the new Ninja Turtle movie that came out. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, just some things to think about, some things that I'm, I have in the, in the mind. But uh, main podcast is, is rolling through. Uh, go to shutuppopcorn.com to the coming soon section to get an idea of what movies I'll be talking about next in the coming months. Uh, sticking with the two episodes a month, you know, because anchor which is no longer anchor anymore isn't paying me and when they did quote unquote pay me i can't cash out 
So I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get my $20 from from uh, my anchor BS. Um, that's another thing. I'm kind of juggling with the idea of switching over to like Spreaker or some other place. But then again, doing that doesn't really guarantee like ads being played on here and me monetizing the podcast. Um, but other than that, I mean, monetization isn't a big deal. Obviously, I'm not Joe Rogan or, you know, this is a labor of love. This is a creative outlet. And, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I keep, I enjoy doing it and I'm going to keep doing it till I guess the joy is gone or until my time is, you know, no longer my time, I guess. I don't fucking know. I'm just rolling with the punches. Um, so hopefully, you know, y'all are doing good out there. If I got some new listeners. Let me know on Twitter. If I got old listeners are coming back. I've seen some fluctuation on the, 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 uh, playbacks or downloads and you know that's 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 it's cool to see and uh but yeah i mean other than that nothing i can think of right now at the top of my head other than to you know join me next time for episode 104 and remember guys if you ain't laughing you ain't living take care of yourself and the people you love nanu nanu peace